Hello, you beautiful people. <laughs> My name is Demessa. Uh, to be more formal, it's Demessa Rodriguez, you know. I uh, got to be grateful for the Lord and this name that he has also given me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Demessa Rodriguez. And I am so glad that you guys are joining me in this on this journey. Um, the Bible's not an easy thing to read. Uh, it can be very difficult in regards to verbiage. Um, and it's, it can, it's a little bit tedious as far as how long it takes, you know, for you to discover certain things. Um, but it's, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. So I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this entire Bible via podcast, but I know that God is with me. I feel it in my spirit. I feel that I am called to do this. So I am enthusiastic and ready to take you guys on this journey with me. Now, I have read a good amount of the Bible um, to the point where I can regurgitate most things that I've read. Um, Memory, mm, that comes with years of practice um, and some things I have memorized um, because they're my favorite favorite pieces of scripture and they help they have actually guided me through some very difficult times in my life um god's promises are those uh pieces of scripture that i have uh memorized not all of them uh but a good amount of them and they are resourceful and honestly as we go through this journey there are going to be some scriptures that you guys want to write down uh if you have uh If you're sitting down and you have the time, please get a pen and paper, you know, take notes. Um, If you don't have a pen and paper readily available, the Lord will write this on your heart because let me tell you, there have been times where scripture came to me in the midst of circumstances that I had not written down, um, that I vaguely remember even reading, but when I needed it the most, it, it, it was it was written on my heart. So yeah, long story short, I am a mother <laughs> and God has saved me a million times. <laughs> I grew up knowing who God was according to what my mom taught me. And um, that's about as intimate as it got with me and God. Um, I did a lot of acting like I was Christian, you know, like faking it till you make it. Um, because I wasn't fully invested in reading the Bible. Uh, I had read some, some parts of it, but I was what, 11, 10 years old when my mom really started introducing me to scripture. And there was a lot going on in my mind, to be quite honest. It wasn't until I was around maybe 28. Yes, I'm aging myself, whatever. Um, But around 28 is when things in my life started getting real, real crazy. I just realized that I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) And I was messing up a lot of things. I was, uh, I had some relationships, some friendships that were just super toxic. 
Um, I was losing friends, uh, gaining not good friends, just in a real dark place in my mind even. Uh, I wasn't doing well in school. I was failing school. Um, and all of these things were like stark realities for me because at one point I was doing really, really well. And then somehow I just like fell off the wagon and I ended up like I hit I hit the bottom, guys, the bottom, okay? And it's dark down there, it's dirty. Don't nobody wanna be at the bottom, okay? And that's just it at the end of the day. Um, so it brought me to a space um, where I was like, I need help. And my mom can't help me. The relationships that I'm in, they, they certainly can't help me. Um, and I don't know who to turn to, but then I remember God. I had remembered God. And I was like, hmm, I know that despite me faking it until I make it, I know that what has always been pushed down into my mind, whether or not I was receiving whatever my mom taught me or whatever the pastor was saying, was that God was powerful. And I knew in that moment in my life that I needed, I needed power. I felt weak. I felt um, out of control. I felt, um, and I was desperate. I was extremely desperate. And that desperation is not to take away from the glory of God, okay? Um, but I'm just listing all these things. Maybe some of you guys are familiar with uh, these characteristics, Um And ultimately, yeah, that's that's what brought me to God. I literally, one night, I was uh, sitting on my bed, and I was just like, God, I can't do it anymore. I was, I was literally suicidal, guys. I was suicidal. I was, it was bad. I was, I was drinking, but unnecessarily at times of the day when it was like, it was just, it was, it wasn't healthy, bro. It wasn't healthy. Um, and I was harming myself. I was self-harming myself. I, and, and not, that's not to say like cutting myself or anything like that. Um, although I have experienced that in the past because my teenage years were super e emotional and, and just all over the place, but that's another story for another time. Um, in this moment of my life though, I was self-harming myself by like overindulging in, uh, marijuana, overindulging in drinking excessively, um, never being sober enough to have a clear thought. That's what I had come down to. Like I was literally drowning myself in my sorrows and I was use, using a lot of things to try and bring about some sort of peace until I realized that the things that I had been running to that, yeah, in the beginning, marijuana was working. Yeah. Weed was working, okay? I was getting so lit I with my friends or when the people that I thought were my friends would come over, we were all getting lit. I mean, I used to I used to smoke when I woke up. I used to smoke before I ate breakfast, after I ate breakfast, 
leisurely just sitting down before lunch, after lunch, leisurely. If I was leaving the house, I had to smoke before I left the house. When I came back, I had to smoke when I came back. If I was in my car on the way to the destination, even though I had smoked before I left the house, I had to smoke again on the way there. Like it had, it was, it was ridiculous. And I had convinced myself that, all right, this, this is dope. I'm having fun. Everyone around me is doing it. We're all having fun. We're laughing. Silly things are funny. Yeah, life is great. But let me tell you, there were days when like I could not get in touch with the weed man. And like when I tell you life came crashing down, like I was addicted. Okay. I was addicted. I could not function on the days when like I didn't have any money to purchase weed. Um, the relationships that I were in, they didn't have any money either. I wasn't getting any from like any sort of friendships where people were like, yo, I'll just, I'll, um, I'll give you some for now. And then you give me cash later or whatever. Like I, like I, yeah. Oh, so what? I wasn't doing heroin or anything like that, but I was like freaking like strung out for weed. It was ridiculous, bro. And people will tell you, yo, it's not addicting, but that like having experienced what I experienced, like I would get, I would get physically angry. Okay. When I hadn't smoked, I could not even have a clear conversation with somebody. Like I was so irritable all like without it, I could not function. And I knew it was an issue. I knew it was an issue, bro. I used to like go through all kinds of lengths just to get weed when I didn't have the resources readily available to me. And it was ridiculous. Did I ever sell my body? No, I didn't. I didn't quite get there. And praise the Lord that I did not get there. Okay. Because I'm sure there's some people out here that's legit giving away their body parts for some, for, for some weed. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not worth it. It's not worth it because these people out here, there's some people out here that's real nasty, okay? And the diseases that you can catch, they will ruin you. They will ruin you. But yeah, that that's neither here nor there because that's not the path that I went down. But nonetheless, um, on the days when actually <laughs> combined the two, I was drinking wine all times of the day, bro, all times of the day. And I remember I knew my wine was starting to get a little, a little bit out of hand when um, I was making like some sort of video online and I had drank the whole time I made the video. And like when I watched the video after I had freaking posted it, I was like, yo, I am so lit in this video. Like, and some of you don't know this, but I like to sing. Okay. Um, and I, I drank the whole video and I was singing too. One, singing and drinking, not a good combination. All right. I know some people like to take a shot before they sing, you know, do what you got to do. That's on you. But for me in particular, I have been taught that that's just not a good combination. And I have done it. And yes, reality has taught me it's not a good combination. I just knew it was an issue. And I, you know what? I was a new mom. I was overwhelmed. I was experiencing postpartum depression and, um, it was just really bad. Like I could not focus. I was all over the place guys. And I knew I was all over the place. And I remember sitting on my bed and thinking, okay, God, take the will, take, take the will because 
I am a disaster right now. I am an absolute disaster. Every single day I cried. Every single day I was crying. There were some days where I could identify why I was crying. Either someone made me cry because of the relationship that I was in or a particular circumstance, like not having enough money, something economic like that. But there were some days where I didn't know why I was crying. I was, I was just a hot mess that day. Woke up feeling sad, went through the day like a, sh- like a shadow, a cloud was over my head and there was no sunshine. There was, there was no happiness. Like that was an alternate universe. I, I had become so familiar with sadness, it became a comfort to me. Like if I wasn't sad, then I wasn't, then something was off. I was expecting for sadness to come right around the corner. Cause I was like this, I'm not sure why I'm experiencing happiness right now because I know that I, I should be sad. Isn't it? That's, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a strange thing. You never want to get used to an emotion like sadness. That That's not normal. It's not. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's what it came down to. So I am the mother who God has saved a million times. Before I acknowledged who the Lord was, he was saving me, okay? After I acknowledged who the Lord was, he was saving me. It's just that after I acknowledged who God was, I could I could actually see when he was saving me, how he was saving me, what he was saving me from, and it was the greatest thing I ever did calling on God. And it literally took a split second. It took a second for me to look up out of my sadness and just acknowledge him. Like, yo, I know that you're up there. I heard about you. I know you're up there. And if you can see me right now, if you can see me, not even if you can see me, because at this point I was like, look, you have to see me. You have to see me, God. I don't have anybody else. I don't even have, I do not even trust myself. You have to see me. And as you are looking at me right now, I'm talking back to you and I'm asking you to help me. Save me. Save me from my relationship that I'm in. Save me from myself because I'm doing things that are just so ridiculous. Save me from my circumstance. Save me from this this idea of not being not having enough. Save me from this shadow that keeps looming over me that I have named sadness. Save me, God, because I don't I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. I am finding it very difficult to survive. I look at my baby and I love my baby. And all I want to do is be happy. All I want to do is be happy. But I can't even be happy. I can't even be happy. And there are some days when I know why I'm not happy. And then there are days when I don't know why. But all at this moment in my life, guys, I need is stability. I needed, I was, I was, I was a boat crashing along the shore and there was a crew on the boat and we were all going to die. That, this is how my mind is thinking that it was. I I was jacked up. Okay. Um, but in that split second, (laughs) 
literally. And I don't even want to say it was the following day that, that evening I felt such a sense of peace. I had never, it was like, it was like, after I said, God helped me, the heavens opened up, (laughs) the heavens opened up. Like, and it was just such a sense of that whole evening. I was at peace. And I don't think I was even under the influence. I had cried my eyes out. I cried my whole soul out. I could feel, I could have filled at least five buckets of just tears as I shouted, God, please help me. And I told God everything that was wrong, all the reasons why I thought I was sad, the fact that I didn't recognize when, um, what was making me sad on certain days. I, I confessed you guys. Okay. I confess God for, for, for all I know, God was in the, God was in the room with me. He was parked up in a chair. Okay. In the corner watching me. And I was in a therapeutic session and it was the greatest day of my life. It was the beginning of me, me getting to know myself as an adult. It was the beginning of me healing. It was the beginning of me loving myself. It was the beginning of me understanding what love was. Cause I had this idea of what love was, but I was wrong. Who boy was I wrong? I was wrong. That evening I had such a sense of peace. I didn't even feel the need to smoke or drink. I didn't feel the need to do any of those things. I, I became the best mother that I could be. I could see my baby. I could see my baby. I don't know if any of you guys know what postpartum depression is, but like, you're like in a daze, you know, you can't even, you can, you recognize that you're in a room with people smiling and laughing, but you can't be a part of it. You can't be a part of the fact that you have a new baby. This baby is cooing. This baby is doing things that you've never seen before because you're a new mother. And for a new mother who is happy, she would be elated by some of the things that she saw, the milestones that the baby was hitting. But I was so, I was so, I was in such a daze I was trying to survive. All all I could do was try to function. Okay, get up from this bed. It's morning time. I see that the sun is out. Okay, go and brush my teeth because that's what people do when they get out of bed. Um, Go and brush my teeth. Yeah, I should get dressed today. No, maybe I won't get dressed. Maybe I'll just sit on the couch. Oh, wow. It's five o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't moved from this spot. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I fed my baby. Um, yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to make dinner. Um, literally time was flying by. And when I would lay down at night, like my head would be throbbing because I spent so much time in my head, in my head, thinking, thinking, 
and thinking and thinking and not even thinking of anything substantial, literally thinking about menial things like oh, how, to, how to just get through the day, reminding myself that I lived in a body and that this body had to move in order to survive, that I had to do things like feed myself. I had to remind myself of little things like that. I, I was so sick. I was so sick and I didn't even have enough money guys to go and get seen by a doctor. In all honesty, I didn't even know I needed to be seen by a doctor. I wasn't aware that I had postpartum until after it was like, I was almost out of it. Nuts, nuts, dude. Not, no one, and I wasn't around any other mothers or, and I wasn't doing the research really because I just didn't know um, that what I was experiencing was, was normal, that there's a good amount of women who experience postpartum depression. And on top of the postpartum depression, before that, I was just, I was not, I was still living like I was 18 years old, 19 years old. I was extremely immature. All I wanted to do was have fun. And then I got pregnant and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. I can still have fun. I can still do the things I was doing as a mom. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. And I just want to throw in this thing. I just want to throw this in there real quick. I did not breastfeed my baby. Um, I didn't breastfeed my baby one because he didn't latch. And it also kind of helped out because I was drinking wine and I was smoking. And that's not with my baby. Trust me, I would never do anything like that to endanger my child. I did not drink and I did not smoke while I was breastfeeding. No, no ma'am, okay? I was barely trying to keep myself from being a statistic. It wasn't until my baby stopped latching where I was like, oh yeah, I get to be young and free again. I could be a mom and have fun. And everything came crashing down on my head. Everything, <laughs> postpartum depression and all my addictions. It wasn't until after I had my baby that I realized, yo, I might be addicted to marijuana. And some people will tell you, there's a lot of kids, honestly, the, probably the entire, what is it, is the generation after 1991 or whatever, or after the 90s, I don't know what we call them, but it's probably an entire generation that will tell you, you can't get addicted to marijuana. Okay. Okay. You, you live your best life. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that because you're going to see. You gonna see time, time, which is such a beautiful gift. It will, it will pass you by. It will pass you by. And some of your friends will recognize that they need to get off the boat. Okay. That the, we can't be living like this anymore. We're not teenagers. We have real responsibilities. They'll get off the boat and you'll be like, yo, so-and-so stop smoking or whatever. And you'll realize the only reason why you even had that friendship is because your only connection was via marijuana or whatever other substance you were taking. 
these are things that I, I, I was like in a, in a bubble somewhere. I don't know. Before I had my child, I was just, I was just, I thought I was having fun. <laughs> I thought I was having fun, but what was happening was life was passing me by and I was getting sick and I didn't even realize it. My babies, he saved my life. He saved, having my child saved my life. It puts so many things into perspective. It puts so many things into perspective. I could not be, I had to die. I had to die to myself. I had to die to the immaturity. I had to figure out how to be an adult. And that was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, ever. And yeah, so I'm the mother that God saved <laughs> a million and one times. The biggest way that that happened after I said the prayer was seeking God. And the only way to truly seek God and I say this from experience, you guys, is to read the Bible, okay? There are a lot of people in this world. There are a lot of, <laughs> there's, if you don't know the Bible, you're, you don't even recognize that while you're sitting in the room you're sitting in or in the car you're sitting in or wherever you're sitting in watching this uh, podcast, if you haven't read the Bible, you don't recognize that there is this reality we live in, but there are also things that are happening spiritually around you that you cannot see. It's bugged out. Yeah. It sounds super crazy. Yeah. But if you, when you start reading the Bible and you get really intimate with God, he will reveal things to you that are going to blow your mind. Okay. And when I started to read the Bible, It was like, it was like God was like, here's a mirror. Stand in front of it. Look at yourself. And when I looked in this mirror, after I started reading the Bible and I started to get to know who God was, I wasn't seeing the girl I've known my whole life. Insecure, um, sad, melancholy, um, unsure. I wasn't seeing this girl. I was seeing um, who God had made me to be. And she was like the polar opposite. She was confident. She was sure. She was intelligent. She was stable. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. Being, when you open the Bible... You redefine yourself. So I want to give you guys this gift. Okay. I want to give you guys this gift of knowledge by reading the Bible to you. And I, I don't know if this is something that will necessarily work. I don't know if you will have eyes to see what I've seen, ears to hear what I have heard. But I do know that prayer is powerful. And I'm going to pray every time we have a podcast. 
And I'm going to ask the Lord to open our ears and our eyes so that we can fully experience who he is. And I'm going to pray when I'm not doing this podcast for all the listeners who happen to run across this podcast, because I know it's not a coincidence. 